Hello everyone, welcome back. It is time for Music from the Curator's Chair. This episode is going to be a bit of a 2023 Record Store Day special. Mostly because I got something that was out last year, but I never got because I never found it and I wasn't even looking for it. But it came out on digital release recently and I thought I'd give it a shot. This is... Aerosmith's 1971, The Road Starts Here, not H-E-R-E here, like listening here, and it is a 2021 release on vinyl that came a 2022 release recently on April 8th, 2022. Now this release is more or less seven tracks, I'm not including the intro, that are seven or so original tracks that were made for their first album back in 1971. If I recall correctly, I can look again quickly to make sure I'm correct. I do believe that their first album was in 1971. No, 1973, actually. Most of the songs that are on here are the same as they are on the original album. We have, uh, let me take a look. We have Somebody, we have Dream On, we have Mama Can, we have, um, Walking the dog, moving out. And I think that's it. Two original songs that are on here that I guess didn't make it to the album, like Riverhead Woman. Oh, Walking the Dog's on here as well. Right. Um, moving out. Major Barber was another one that didn't make it, I guess. But, anyways, I'm going to go track by track and tell you what I thought about each song. I'm not counting the intro because the intro is an intro, all right? It's nothing special. Anyways. The first song on this album is Somebody, which was actually kind of nice to hear in its original, I guess, recordings. Like, to hear it all how it was back before it all got crisp and clean and nice sounding. It was kind of nice to hear. It was kind of nice. Like, just to hear a generic, not generic, but a nice, like, refresh rate. and Not a refresh rate, but, like, a nice refreshing sound to how it was as a demo, in a sense. And it was quite nice. Like, it was very well done, I thought. But anyways, the guitar work on it is quite nice. It's good to hear. I like the original version. I like the original, but this one is actually just as nice to hear. So the next one is uh, Riverhead Woman, which was definitely not a song I would even think about hearing in today's day and age, I would think. But even then, it's still one of those songs that's got a nice little guitar, bluesy riff to it. Brad and uh, Tom, no, Brad and Joe are doing well on it. Uh, Tom Hamilton's bass is still well done there. The next song, Walking the Dog, which is also a classic on the first album. Not too bad sound. Very well done, I thought. Quite nice to hear. And um, anyways, it was a nice little bit to hear. It was quite refreshing sounding. Then moving out. Also another one I don't mind too much. I don't really like it a whole lot on the original album. This one makes me want to go back and re-listen to it. And makes me want to like, enjoy what it's worth. Uh, Major Barber. That's another song that I never saw on the original album. Maybe it was there, but they had to cut it for time. Because it is a 36-minute length LP. 
So maybe they didn't have enough time to put it on the original LP. Maybe put it on a later one. I don't know. I'm a fan of Aerosmith, but I'm not really that like technical about their music. I don't really study everything from like a lot of these artists. So it's not a big deal if they said, nah, we're going to get rid of it, whatever. And anyways, next song on here is my absolute favorite Aerosmith song of all time. If, maybe I'm lying, but this one is still a classic. If you hear on the radio, I'd still sing along to it. Just have fun with it. It is Dream On. It is one of my favorites. I'm going to say it right now. Hands down. If I had to choose just one Aerosmith song from any album, even if it's their first, I don't care. I will, I will damn well go nuts to Dream On for karaoke. Unless I could hear maybe Toys in the Attic with someone, like doing a little bit of a, a Joe Perry, talk, Steven Tyler, Toxic Twins thing. That'd be cool, even if I'm only like doing the air guitar on it and I'm just in the attic or toys, toys, toys in the attic. Like doing that with uh, someone that's actually singing it. I don't know. It'd be nice to do that. But if I had to choose just one song to just go absolutely nuts over for karaoke nights as a go-to for an Aerosmith song, this is it. I have plenty of go-to songs. I don't really choose which ones I do. That's a different story for another time. Anyways. The last one on this one, Mama Kin. Also another class that I do love to hear every now and then. It's very nice sounding. It's good. I enjoy it. I don't get mad every time it comes on. It was one of those songs I didn't like originally when I first heard it. I think the first time I heard it was in Guitar Hero Aerosmith. And I'm like, what is this song? I don't want to hear this. I want to hear Dream On and whatnot. But then I realized that you got to play as a couple. You got to play as a warm-up band in a sense to get to the actual music for the band. Like for Aerosmith, which kind of sucked, but... I guess they had to get away with it. They had to do something. Anyways, it's not a big deal they did it like that. I mean, I loved hearing how they first started out. Like, their first gig was at Nipmuc High School. What a weird school name, Nipmuc. <laughs> Anyways, I know about that. We're, we're meant to be talking about the music, right? Well, overall, this song sounds just as good as the original one, Dream On does not but then again it's a demo version it's like unreleased unearthed demos of all these songs that were un- like some of them are on the original album some of them are still like i don't know where probably b-sides or what have you i don't really know but i gotta say this is a really good album to hear and this is 10 years after their last album music from another dimension even if it is unearthed record record like un- unearthed recordings of aerosmith music from aerosmith this is nice to hear because I know for a fact I never I didn't like their last album. It took them a long time. It took them eleven years to bring us some new content, and I'm not counting Honkin' on Bobo. Honkin' on Bobo was a blues compilation album from Aerosmith. That's just them doing a bunch of blues covers, which is cool. That's cool. Not not bashing them for doing that. A lot of bands are able to do something good and do it well. Like I'm I'm fine with that. I'm not like saying Ew, that's gross. No 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 no. Not not no no not doing that. No. What I'm saying is, it took them 11 years to give us brand new content. From just push play to 2012, and now we had to wait another 10 years. But then again, this was a special release that came out last year on Record Store Day, and then came out again this year, just a couple weeks ago. And I haven't had a chance to actually listen to it fully. And I didn't really want to do a podcast on it, but I thought, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a full listen. Let's listen to it. And... I'm impressed. I'm very impressed by what they did back in 1971. This is 51 years old. 
This is a 50-year, like, like, pressing in a sense. This is not even pressing, but this is something that you did 50-plus years ago. And the band is still going strong. Like, you don't get that with many bands nowadays. They, then again, they did break up for a bit, but they did come back. Well, they broke, like, Joe and uh, Brad left the band. That's fine. They came back together, and they're all, like, they're still doing well. They've, they've done their best to keep out of rehab and whatnot. But you know what? I got to say, this was a good listen. I had, I, I, I had fun with it. I'll listen to it again every now and then if I just want to put on an Aerosmith record just to listen to something. I'll do this, or maybe I'll do, um, what's the other album that I like listening to on every, either Get Your Wings or Toys in the Attic. I could probably get on, like, on and on with them, maybe even a little bit of rocks, but eh, whatever, it's not a big deal. I just thought I'd at least give everyone that's listening to these uh, recordings a listen like, to my thoughts about this album that came out almost like, a week ago, like, like around two weeks ago now. No, it came out on the 8th, so roughly a week ago. But I just thought I'd at least say, hey, there we go. I haven't had a chance to really listen to it all till today, and I thought, screw it, let's do it, let's have fun with it. This is, I don't really want to rate it, but if I have to, I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. For an Aerosmith album, which is of their original recordings, this is well done. I liked it. Now, I don't know what the next review is going to be. I do know that I have one in, I have, this will be part one of, I'm guessing, two or three for Record Store Day. I don't really want to assume, but, sorry about that, everyone. That was a little bit of a error on my end but anyways this will be part one of two for record store day this will be out a couple of days after record store day because i have to get all my listen throughs all the way through and sort it out so when you hear this this will be a little bit after the 23rd of april but it'll be out before the end of the month so until next time everyone this is part one of two for record store day for scott Betson. signing out and transmission right here hey everyone welcome back to part two of music the creator's chair record store day 2022 special now i'm kind of cheating on this because i got some picks from yesterday for record store day that i didn't uh, exactly get to listen to because they're not available on apple music completely but i thought i'd do a long-awaited review that i've been kind of not dreading but just not been able to do completely for a long time and i kind of put it into the graveyard and just never really thought about even trying again with it and i thought you know what today's the day like literally it's record store day yesterday i listened to it fully in its entirety i listened to it again just now i'm gonna do the album that i've been kind of dreading to do because i haven't even done the movie but i know other movie i haven't seen it all in its full entirety in a while but I am now about to do a review for the album Vanishing Point by Primal Scream. This album came out, I believe, in 1997, about 25, 26 years after the first, like the original Vanishing Point movie. And this, this album by Primal Scream is quite an incredible feature, if you ask me. It is quite, not lengthy, but... For 11 tracks at 54 minutes, that kind of feels kind of lengthy a little bit, but at the same time, it's also a very different experimental sound that they went with on this album. And it's just one of those songs, one of these albums that you just 
you don't expect. It's a very slow burn for the first couple of tracks, I would say. The first track that you listen to, Burning Wheel, is just very, not really slow burn, like not really slow pace, but it gets, it starts to pick up its pace a little bit and start to really make sense, start to kind of like get really weird and psychedelic at times. And it just, it makes sense. As we're going track by track, we got to go through um, Get Duffy. And this one is kind of like a, a nice little slow burn. It doesn't really um, try and ex- ex- scream, oh my God, I need you to, to listen to me. And then like, and then just the work on this album by everyone that's involved. I think this is during when... Um, I'm trying to remember right now, off the top of my head, I might have to do a little bit of a... What is it? Hold on. I know it's there in my head. It's one of those things. I, I just... Um, more or less, this album is very... Not lengthy, but it's quite good. It's one of the ones that I kind of did pick up yesterday anyways for Rexor Day used because I did find a used copy of it. And I'm like, what? But anyways, enough. back to the point at hand because you all want to know what the point is about what I'm talking about right here. And... His album, I'm trying to remember if uh, two of the members from Stone Roses are on this or not. I'm trying to remember right now. Because you know it was, it was released by Creation Records. Many people know that uh, company. But it has a lot of uh, like genre mixing from Ambient, Dawn's, Crowd Rock, and Dub. And um, oh yeah, it was one of the first albums. It was the first album to feature uh, Manny from Stone Roses. And it also um, is quite an impressive looking... It's quite an impressive album, I would say, for for everything on here. Overall, like, Bobby Gillespie and everyone else that was a part of it, oh my goodness, they just they did so much good work on it. And even uh, the, like, uh, the next song, Kowalski, my absolute favorite on this one, is a, actually has the, in, the, one of the scenes in the movie Vanishing Point and actually does have a bit of a chanting... Sort of thing going on and it's very chanty very weird but it's also kind of nice to hear it's very neo psychedelia i guess you could say and it's definitely interesting but it is an album it is something that works for this album and it's um what's called quite an impressive feature if you ask me kind of hearing it and i just each time i it, the, the whisper vocals kind of make a very creepy and odd. They kind of, like, I don't know what to say, but it's very well done. Um, what else is good on this? Uh, anyways, this song... Introduction. Uh, anyways, this album has some good moments. Kowalski is one of my favorites on this one. And as the same guy that uh, is in the movie, Vanishing Point. And it is quite an interesting one, if you ask me. Like, it literally has... What was it? Like I mentioned, it does have... Um... What's his name? I can't remember his name. The guy from Vanishing Point who's in the movie 
Super Soul has him saying like this radio station's called call Kowalski. And our the last American hero to whom speed means freedom of the soul and all that sort of thing. Like they use that. Kind of how they use it in uh, the video for Audio Slaves, Show Me How to Live. Same idea. But I don't remember the video for this song. But that's a different story altogether. If I do decide to rewatch that video, I'll probably mention it later on. I might even do a follow-up on this. But I doubt it. But anyways, um, next track, Star. One of my absolute... What's, what's another favorite of mine on this one? It's quite a good one, if you ask me. Like Both these songs, Kowalski and Star, are my favorite on this album. I personally have to say. Star itself is quite nice, just because it has a nice little bit of melodica played by Augustus Pablo, whom I don't really know who, a whole lot about, but I... Oh. He passed away a couple years back. Huh. That bites. But, eh. No big deal. It sucks that he's not around, but hey, whatever. Can't do anything about that. Anyways. I'm moving on. Sorry about that. Uh, I actually had to say these two tracks back-to-back are amazing. I love them completely. I don't have an issue with them. Like, they just have such a nice little bit of a eclecticness to them and they just don't have a real scream at you like you need to chill out like you need to like drive fast listen to them. i mean you could drive fast listen to kowalski but star not so much that one's more of a chill out one uh, if they move kill him is also a very nice what like well done chill out kind of movement to it same with out of the void a lot of these ones have i can barely even tell there's any guitar going on there's a lot of keyboard and programming going on but uh, Out of the Void's also a classic. Stuka, I don't really enjoy a whole lot. This one is kind of, you can miss it if you really want it. If you want to be a completionist, you listen to it if you want. Uh, medication, that's one that actually I was listening to on the way to where I was going. And it was a nice little, like, not speedy, but very mellow sort of sound. And then we get the cover of Motorhead by Motorhead originally. But the cover by them. And it actually works well to what they're trying to do with it. And it doesn't sound really crazy or anything fat, like anything ridiculous. It's not lengthy like their next song on here, which is one of the lengthiest ones on the album, like on the, like ain't I've heard in a while. And it is uh, Transpotting, which I think was actually in the movie, but I'm not too certain exactly. It might not have been. I know at one point Oasis was meant to be a part of the soundtrack work but they didn't uh, get to do that what was funny is next thing i know i was watching uh it wasn't blitz it was uh snatch recently i was watching snatch and they had the song by always fucking in the bushes and to hear that was amazing it was quite an amazing feature but anyways um the next track on here but um anyways transporting is very lengthy it doesn't it's very you can probably walk somewhere or have this in the background while making a sandwich or something like that and be okay and then long life the last one on the album this one was one of the shorter ones, if I'm honest. Burning Wheel and Trainspawning are very lengthy in, in time. Eight, like 706 for Burning Wheel and 807 with Trainspawning, but they both don't sound that long. Trainspawning sounds a little bit longer than the other one. That one I thought was like maybe four minutes, but I'm like checking. I was like, what? But anyways, 
Long Life. This one was definitely one I liked a little bit. Not a whole lot, but like listening to it again for the first time in a while was actually kind of nice. But if I had, like, uh, that, that wraps it up for uh, Record Store Day, honestly. On the, out of the albums that I got, because I also got two, I got a, a special one for myself and another one just for the heck of it. Those ones might be reviewed later on, but I don't know. I do know the one I got that was special to me was Noel Gallagher's Magic Secrets 2022, which was just an EP, of, well, seven-inch single of two tracks that were all demo-based. And honestly, listening to some of the demo, demo versions of some of his music is actually kind of cool to hear. It's one of those ones I kind of like to listen to and just kind of enjoy. But anyways, I think that wraps it up for 2022. Last year was quite an intense one that I had quite a bit of fun with for, the past, for a couple of the drops. But, eh, whatever. It's happened. I will be back with another one next year, probably, if I find something next year I really want to get. Who knows? Who freaking knows? But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this wraps it up for Record Store Day 2022. And for Kowalski, well, not Kowalski, for Vanishing Point, my Primal Stream, I got to give this one, as a fan, and I'm, I'm not, like, and even as a critic, this album was spectacular. There's moments where I don't like it a whole lot, but honestly, it works. I'm going to give it a solid uh, 9 out of 10. This is one of my favorite. If I had to choose one other album from them that is an absolute favorite of mine and is more of a 10 than anything, it's Screamadelica. But anyways, this wraps it up for Record Store Day 2022. I will be back very soon with another review. You all have to listen in, tune in, tune out, more or less. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Scott for Record Store Day Music from the Curator's Chair, signing out and transmission. <laughs>